What's up, Broncos country? Welcome back to the Broncos Podcast Network and YouTube for the latest episode of Broncos Now. As always, I'm your host, Sydney Jones. Coming up on today's episode, the Denver Broncos are set to host the Los Angeles Chargers for their final home game of the season. We'll hear today from head coach Sean Payne, plus Broncos lead writer Eric DeLala joins the show for a game preview. All that and more coming up. As the Denver Broncos return home to Empower Field at a mile high this Sunday to host the Los Angeles Chargers for the final home game of the season, head coach Sean Payton talked today about how quarterback Jared Stidham has looked at practice this week. He's had a good week. Look, so when you're the two, you take all the scout team reps and, you know, you see, you could see it. He's going against the, you know, he's running carded plays, but... When you start looking at the schemes in our league, there are a lot of, you know, you'd say, this is our, this is our, this is just like, and so, and I think we're pretty deep at receiver with some of the guys we have on the practice squad, and there's a chance one or two of them might come up for this game. Um, but I, I think, I think he was sharp this week. And head coach Sean Payton went on to talk about how he was able to get Jared Stidham up to speed this week as he's not started in a regular season game since the end of last season. Like with Russ, the same way where you, you do a, a whole study on him. What are, what are the things that you, you see him excel in throws and, and what are the things that, um, what are his strengths? And then, you know, you, you kind of build this whole, look, and I, I know I had a stretch with Drew, but yet, man, there was five weeks with Teddy, you know, where, well, it wasn't the same type of plan. And, you know, fortunately, you know, we won 5-0 and with him. And then we had a stretch with Taysom, and it was different, completely different from either of those two. And then, you know, um, Trevor Simeon, and then Jameis for the – till he got his AC. So part of that is the same way with Stiddy. You know, what are these things that we feel like are his strengths? Um, and certainly what are the things maybe that – and then build, build the plan, but also around – the strengths of the receivers, the type, you know, that kind of thing. So, um, but the language, the terminology is, is just, you know, Apple or Mac or it's just the program you're on, how you call it. And lastly, Sean Payton talked about the importance of winning Sunday's game. Listen, we're playing for something. We're playing for something. And you remember when I used that analogy and I'm just, Again, referencing a team, I know the coach well, and I referenced, you know, the one and six Lions, and they flipped the script. And then, you know, the final week of the season, they're trying to get their ninth win. And an hour before kickoff, they get eliminated before the Packer game. They're eliminated from the postseason. And they went out and won that game, finished nine and eight. Now, do you think that mattered? It mattered a lot. And these, these games matter a lot. A lot, and especially as you're building, and and like we are, but this game is is the one you know to get to nine. You got to get to eight first. So I, I think it matters a lot, and I think they understand that. And now it's time to take a look at this week's final injury report. Outside linebacker Baron Browning, tight end Greg Dulcich, wide receiver Cortland Sutton, and tackle Alex Polcheski have all been ruled out of Sunday's game. 
plus wide receiver Jerry Judy, wide receiver Marvin Mims Jr., and running back Dwayne Washington are all listed as questionable. Now joining me here inside the Broncos podcast studio for a game preview is Broncos lead writer Eric Delala. Eric, thanks for joining me. Week 17, only two more game previews left of the regular season. I know, yeah, last, uh, the regular season home finale. Yeah. It's been a, uh, an up and down home slate, Sid. It has. Had uh, three losses to start, four wins in a row, and then obviously a tough one last week against the Patriots. So hopefully we can end the home schedule here, regular season home schedule, on a high note, sweep the Chargers for the first time since 2019, Mm -hmm. have this, uh, you know, a better divisional record and uh, move a step closer toward a uh, a 9-8 and record. For sure. Well, Eric, we just finished looking at the injury report, and one guy I want to talk about specifically is wide receiver Cortland Sutton. He was ruled out for Sunday's game as he's been dealing with that concussion. You know, first off, how does this impact the offense, and then who do you want to see step up in his place? Yeah, well, one, it sounded earlier in the week like Cortland was making progress, progress. so that's good mm-hmm. to hear. Obviously, um, concussion protocol is different for everybody. It takes time. You want it to take to take time and make right. sure these guys are, are okay before they come back. Definitely. Um, so we'll, we'll see about his status moving forward next week. But um, certainly the Broncos missed him against the Patriots, right? And he went out, I believe it was that that second drive where he tried to make a catch down the sideline, ended up hitting his head. Mm-hmm. The kind of the back of his head went, went back and hit the grass. Um, and Joe Lombardi said, you know, I think it was, what, Thursday that – that was a big deal that Cortland right. Sutton went out and there's some guys you can, you know, they can miss some time and you're able to adjust and move forward. Mm-hmm. And some guys, it really has a big uh, impact on your offense, on your defense, you know, whatever the unit might be. Right. And Cortland Sutton's one of those guys where a lot of plays, a lot of packages are designed around him. He's the, he's been the number one receiver all year, really. Yeah. Um, and so it, it was an adjustment. Obviously I think we saw the, some of the struggles that, resulted from Cortland not being in there, having to move guys around. And it's not to say that there's not a plan in place, right? And, mm-hmm. and they're able to, they do know, you know, what to do, but it, it still, I think, takes some time for these guys to work through all of that. Mm-hmm. And by the fourth quarter, maybe they, they were able to do that a little bit, but I think you could tell what the absence of Cortland Sutton meant to that offense. Absolutely. They'll, they'll be without him again this week. Um, hopefully knowing or at least having maybe an idea that he might not be available uh, throughout the week can help the Broncos get a plan together, know that they might not have him. How do you get some of these other guys involved? Now, Sid, you might be without more receivers, right? Because Marvin Mims is also questionable. Questionable, He was added with a hamstring injury on Thursday, Mm -hmm. uh, was limited Thursday, did not practice on Friday, which is never great. But uh, still listed as questionable. Maybe there's a chance he goes. And then Jerry Judy did not practice Friday with an illness that is kind of sweeping its way around the locker room, I guess. Getting a little sick, yeah. Um, And so we'll just have to see with him if he's able to play. Mm -hmm. Justin Simmons missed Thursday with an illness. He was back Friday as a full participant. Dwayne Washington missed all three practices this week with an illness. So just hard to know how Mm -hmm. each guy's impacted, how severe it is. Um, You know, Sean Payton did say kind of, he hasn't seen it in a while, kind of sweep through the locker room the way that this has. So let's <laughs> let's maybe assume that Jerry Judy is able to go. And if he is, I think he'll be a big part of what you look to do offensively. You know, okay. hopefully he feels better and is able to play. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, uh, I think one of the goals for Jared Stidham on offense is to make these in-rhythm throws, timing throws, get the ball out quick. We know that kind of plays in those anticipatory throws, play mm-hmm. into what Jerry Judy does well right. um, without Corlin Sutton. You could maybe see him take a step forward. 
play a big role for this offense. If he can't go, Sid, then you've got to start looking elsewhere. Obviously, yeah. if Marvin can't go, um, you know, Brandon Johnson is a guy who is probably exceeded expectations this year in terms of the number of touchdowns he's been able to score. Yeah. Um, but then do you look at some practice squad guys? Elevate some guys. Uh, Sean Payton mentioned that could be an option. Mm-hmm. You know, Philip Dorsett still in the practice squad. David Sills, mm-hmm. uh, Traquan Smith. Um, you know, Lil Jordan Humphrey is on the active roster, but is he able to to make an impact? I mean, and there's some other guys as well, but um, it, it could be a situation where you need some unheralded guys to step up this week. Um, and obviously the guys on the practice squad, some of them have done it before. Philip Dorsett, former first round pick, he's done it before. Some of the other guys, right. maybe a little bit younger, haven't done it mm-hmm. as much. So you got to, it'll be a little bit of a, uh, a waiting game probably to see who plays, who doesn't. And then it's about who can step up and who can make a play. Definitely. Yeah, Eric, you mentioned Jared Stidham there. It's gonna, he's going to make his third career start on a Sunday. What are just your expectations for him? Yeah, steady. Steady. Uh, you it's know, time. It's time. I, uh, <laughs> I'm excited for Jared. It's obviously a big opportunity. Great opportunity. He yeah. recognizes it even though his focus is on this week. Yeah. Sean Payton you know, kind of said that, that he knows what sort of opportunity this is for him. And we know that just two games last year, caught Sean Payton's attention at least Mm -hmm. and um, helped him land a spot here as the backup quarterback. It's possible that these two games could be, could mean a lot for him again. And so he played really well against the San Francisco 49ers last year, the top defense in the NFL threw for over 350 yards, three touchdowns, touchdowns. um, 108 quarterback rating. So Mm -hmm. a a good performance there. I think with Jarrett, you want to make sure that, uh, you're getting the ball out quickly. Right. That second game that he played against the Chiefs did take, I think, six sacks. And mm-hmm. obviously some of that's on protection, right? But right. Um, you want to get the ball out quick. Still want to avoid turning the ball over if possible. Had three interceptions over those two games mm-hmm. last year. Um, and look, the, the Broncos, when they've turned the ball over and lost a turnover battle, they're 0-7. Right. 7-1 and one when they win the turnover battle. So that's still going to be important no matter who's in there at quarterback and we heard Sean Payton say earlier in the week the ball's out all the time now so um, you've got to figure that that's a focus here this week of of taking care of the football but if you're Jared Stidham uh, Sean Payton loves his footwork his ability to have command at the line of scrimmage Um, there is some athleticism there in in terms of being able to get outside the pocket he had some rushing yards against San Francisco last year so just play his game don't Mm -hmm. try to do too much much. and he he kind of emphasized that that he didn't feel like he needed to do anything differently this week or go outside kind of how he normally hopes to play and, um, you know, just go out and operate the offense, see if he can score some points and uh, see where it takes you. Definitely. How do you think maybe that this offense will change or how will it look different? Obviously different quarterback, but um, just how do you think this offense will be different on Sunday with Jarrett there? Yeah. Well, I think just everybody does things a little bit differently. There's plays that guys, some guys like that others might not, and so Joe Lombardi talked about that. Of yeah. you know, how can you prepare things that you know maybe Jared prefers doing these things, and Russell prefers doing these things. So you know, it'll probably be, you know, Joe Lombardi said it might not look that different, right? Uh, just kind of stylistically, mm-hmm. if you're watching, but there will be small tweaks that are designed to um, kind of emphasize what Jared does well, what he likes to do, what he's comfortable with. And, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see what the Broncos are able to do because Sean Payton's had a history of succeeding with backup quarterbacks. And uh, sometimes or a lot of time it's been due to injury that the right. guys have gone in. Um, but Teddy Bridgewater Teddy, down in New yeah. Orleans went 5-0. and They mm-hmm. played well with Taysom Hill. Trevor Simeon went in there and won. 
Um, and so, and then obviously Jameis had right. a lot of success before he suffered a season ending knee injury. So, mm-hmm. you know, Sean Payton has a track record of putting guys in position to succeed at that position. Um, and I'm excited to see if the same thing happens this week with Jared Stidham under center. Yeah, Eric, I, I feel like the, the tone in the locker room, everyone, you know, is doing well given the news. And I know Mike Bulgenji, he even talked about that this week said, you know, everyone is focused on this week. Like they all said, yeah, you got to still be a professional, right? right. And it, it's tough. And I think people, Sean Payton said this on uh, Wednesday when he talked about the news for the first time of mm-hmm. everybody wishes they'd done a little bit more that, you know, you look at yourself and say, Oh, well, could, could I have helped this be better? And right. it, it is, um, you know, obviously a high profile player at a high, at a high profile position. position. Sydney, <laughs> if I can get that out, but, um, but it's really about the offense in general yeah. being better and finding mm-hmm. a spark. And again, Sean Payton emphasized that on Friday. This is about winning a football game. This is about getting to that eighth win. It's about continuing um, or, or getting back to some of the momentum you had earlier this season. It's about finding a way to have success. And he talked about the Lions, right? That um, last year they have that big run. Sean's referenced them many times. And, and again, on Friday saying, hey, they were eliminated from the playoffs before they ever went out there for their final game of the regular season. And they still won the football game. They still not, you know, they knocked the Packers out of the playoffs. Um, And now they're, look at them. They've won their division. Mm -hmm. They're still alive for a top seed kind of on the NFC side. And uh, so I think Sean Payton sees the value and this team sees the value in winning out, getting to nine and eight, having your first winning season since 2016. And is that what you want like at the end of the day justin simmons talked about that earlier this week right. hey i want to be in the playoffs that that's what matters to me but that mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that there's also he recognized this there's not kind of that in between where okay well it can be a good step and it can build positive momentum to go eight and three down the stretch and have Absolutely. a winning record so these guys are professionals they're still bought in mm-hmm. both both teams have ruled out some important players and yeah. uh it will i think in some degree to some degree be about who executes better, but, but who wants it more on Sunday? Right. Eric, you mentioned both teams having ruled out, you know, important players looking at the chargers, uh, Keenan Allen and Josh Palmer, Joey Bosa, they've all been ruled out for Sunday too. So like you said, I mean, a lot of guys out in this game. Yeah. And they've got some other guys doubtful as well. Um, you know, I think Kenneth Murray among Mm -hmm. them, it, again, this is a Los Angeles team and we've seen kind of with interim coaches sometimes you get a boost they played the bills really close um not able to score touchdowns really in the second half Mm -hmm. so they ultimately fall short to the bills at home last week but this is a team that despite having yeah they're they're in the game um they bounced back really well from that that tough game against the raiders a couple of weeks ago now and um you know they're playing like they have nothing to lose vance joseph was talking about hey they've got a young quarterback in easton Mm -hmm. stick and yet they're throwing the ball down the field. I think being aggressive, yeah. Yeah, I think Stick had six completions of at least fifteen yards. Um, and if you look at the Broncos' defense against New England, they they played really well. I think seven three and outs, but there were chunk plays, mm-hmm. and there was a forty something yarder, a thirty something yarder that both set up touchdown drives. And then obviously the big one at the end of the game that allows the Patriots to get in position to to kick the game winning field goal. So right. what the Broncos struggled with against the Patriots is kind of what the chargers are trying to do and that they're trying to take some shots right. down the field. Obviously we saw Easton stick connect on one to Quentin Johnson uh, in that first meeting that first, in the second yeah. half. And um, Vance Joseph said, Hey, this can be kind of scary in a way when you face an offense that 
they're defying their trends in terms of, hey, normally you expect this team to run the ball on this down and throw it on this down, or you expect them to call this type of play. They're kind of pushing all those trends away because they're, they've got an interim coach. There's nothing to lose. They're playing aggressive. So um, Vance Joseph did say it can be a scary challenge. I know the Broncos want to respond the right way defensively. We'll see how they do that. Obviously, missing Keenan Allen is a big deal with as right. many receptions as he has. But it's still going to be a challenge. And, and Stick can run around. And, um, you know, if you don't talk about cage rushing a guy and keeping him in the pocket, that's going to be important. Um, it, despite the guys that are missing, it's still not going to be a cakewalk. It could be a uh, kind of a back-and-forth game. We'll have to see. Yep. Eric, like we said, final home game of the season here. For the Broncos, we've talked about how important it is going to be to finish the season strong here. But you know what really is just, I guess, the value in that? Yeah, well, I think two things. One, you're still alive, right? right. And so that yeah. matters. Mm-hmm. Um, the Broncos have not been alive heading into the final weekend in a long, a time. long time. I mean, even 2016, when the Broncos had their last winning record, yeah. they were eliminated on, on Christmas night mm. playing the Patriots in Kansas City. Um, so... They're, they they went into week 18 in a, it was a meaningless game and obviously they won in Gary Kubiak's final game as head coach and it was yeah. kind of a nice moment but it, it didn't mean anything and um, there's a chance you know if you need some things to go your way but still not impossible that if you win this game and some results go your way on uh, Sunday that you could go into week 18 with a chance to still make the playoffs and you might need two or three games to go your way right. um, but, but who knows? And Anything can happen. Anything can happen, and you've got to put yourself in position to make it happen. And mm-hmm. so that's where it starts, that I think these guys know that there were opportunities earlier in the year that if you took advantage, um, you know, one of those first three home games or just this last week against New England, if you'd won one of those, you'd be in a better spot, and maybe you'd control your own destiny. Right. But as long as they're still alive, they're going to keep fighting and keep playing. So, so that's part of it. And then – the other part is just you've got to establish this culture of, of winning, yeah. learning how to not lose, um, you know, kind of build that positive momentum going into the offseason. And you don't know mm-hmm. what could happen next year. But I do think teams that have built this standard and this culture of this is how we do things. We know how not to lose games. Yeah. You know, Sean Payton talked about two-thirds of the games in this league are lost before they're ever won. Mm-hmm. You know, can the Broncos keep working toward that? Um, and with some positive momentum yeah. again if you win these last two you're looking at okay we finished eight and three over the course of the season you you expand that out over the course of the year much better you're looking at 11 12 yeah. you know that sort of uh kind of win category For um sure. or, or win total oh. rather this year you'd be looking at potentially a division title so you've got to do it next year right mm-hmm. but i do think it puts you in a position where you say okay look what we can do Whereas if you if you lose the last couple or you split and you end up with a losing record, it just it might dim the momentum a little bit and it doesn't take away from winning five in a row and, and beating the Chiefs or the Bills or, or right. the Browns at home. But um, I think it just changes kind of how you feel going into the offseason. So I think so too. Um, even if you don't reach your ultimate goal this year of making the playoffs, of, of winning some playoff games, competing for a championship, if you can win these last two and build that momentum – it can set you up nicely for for 2024. Yep, definitely. I agree. Well, Eric, appreciate you coming on the show today. Looking forward to it on Sunday. You got it, Sid. Well, that's going to do it for today's episode of Broncos Now. Broncos Country, thanks so much for tuning in. Hope to see you all at Empower Field at a mile high this Sunday. But if not, I'll meet you right back here next week for your game recap.